You're listening to Abroad, where we celebrate the diversity and humility of immigration through storytelling. I'm your host, Michelle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Abroad. Thanks so much for being here. In this episode, my guest is Karen Olivia. She's sharing her story on moving from Cork, Ireland to San Francisco about expat culture, grandparents in transition, empowerment through identity, solo adventures, and healing through your ancestry. All right, this is the first episode of Abroad. Very exciting. And I'd love to invite our guest, Karen Olivia, to say hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) This is fun. Thanks so much for being on here. Um, And welcome to Abroad, where we're celebrating diversity and immigration through storytelling. Um, awesome. Very excited to have you on here. I'd love to hear um, about where you moved from and why you immigrated. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Michelle, for having me on. I'm so honored to be here and to share my story with you. Um, so I am Irish. I was born and raised in Ireland and I... Um, I moved to the States when I was 23, like right after college. So um, I I finished like my college assignments. I had to hand them in like on a Friday afternoon and the following Friday I was on a flight to California. So I just kind of, I wanted to get out and go and I was um, eager to get back to California after visiting there for um, a couple of months, a few years prior. And um, that was nine years ago. So um what began as like a one-year thing turned into nine years somehow so <laughs> mm, wow yeah, yeah it goes like that sometimes it does yeah um and tell me do you remember like your first impressions of America D- did you go straight to California or were you like on the east coast a little bit yeah no I went straight to oh hang on I mean no worries the dog is going crazy All right. <laughs> so, yeah, I went I went straight to California. So at the time, um, a friend of mine, two friends of mine and I uh, were going to San Francisco. We just finished our degrees in computer science and we were like, oh, you know, the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, perfect place for like what we wanted to work in. Mm-hmm. And we're also blessed that like one of my friends, she spent like the first, you know, half of her life there and her dad was living there so we got to move there and stay with her dad for a little bit so we had like a landing pad you know somewhere to to land when we got there so we went straight to California straight to San Francisco stayed in the mission district oh my goodness there yeah just went like right into it yeah yeah, like right into the storm (laughs) of California oh my goodness I swear yeah and like no better place like the mission was wonderful and this was in 2011 and it was just Mm. yeah it was um very different to everything that I had known so Mm -hmm. um yeah and where in Ireland are you from 
I'm from a little town called Mallow in the county of Cork, which is in the southwest of Ireland. So, uh, you know, it's a town maybe 15,000 people or so when I was growing up. Um, and yeah, so, you know, kind of country. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I grew up in the countryside. So again, going to the city was like, Wow, big, so big different. Change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And you went to San Francisco. So um, I don't know how much diversity is in your hometown, but jumping into San Francisco, especially in the Mission District, must have been um, such a just explosion of experience for you. Yeah, 100%. Like we, uh, you know, I, I grew up going to Catholic school all the way up, you know, girls school and um you know I laugh looking back at our my high school photo of the entire class because you know we were all white you know there was no like other ethnicities or anything to um around like it's different now you know um I'm back here right now in Ireland again okay the dog's back let me move Mm, no worries (laughs) (laughs) she's so cute She has to go downstairs to like say hi to my dad when he arrives. So, oh, that's so, um, sweet. <laughs> yeah. That's so, um, so yeah, I'm back in Ireland right now, actually, while COVID's kind of happening, and mm. it's it's different in that way. There's, um, you know, there's a lot more diversity as far as um, you know the people here, and it's wonderful to see. Uh, it just was not, it, it was you know, it wasn't so common to have like people of color in school certainly not Mm -hmm. um -hmm. and then landing in in the mission was wonderful like just you know trying all new foods and like Mm -hmm. meeting all these new different people and yeah definitely something different Mm -hmm. yeah that's really special and so nice that you had a landing pad as well like someone who was you went with a friend correct yes and you had um her it was her dad yes who had a place there so that must have been really lovely because you had a little bit of familiarity and you're experiencing this entirely new world um, yeah and and there too exactly and what was great there too was that it was almost like a stepping stone into this other world because like they were all like you know her dad had moved over there many years ago but like all still very Irish you know and mm-hmm. <laughs> we would go out to like the Irish bar on the weekends and like <laughs> hang out with all these Irish American kids oh, uh, ki- Irish American kids that were like us you know adults like call like yes. two year olds kids now or whatever but um so so yeah there was it was like this um kind of halfway point between home and there and it just kind of really helped me settle into the the place before Mm. I kind of went out to seek like what else you know was for me Mm, that's good did you did you feel like there was um uh there was like a a subculture like a whole another culture as far as like the Irish immigrants so there was like the clan of Irish immigrants and that familiarity and kind of that celebration of the culture yeah yeah it was really interesting to see because these these people that I um you know met through this this particular friend and and this community were 
born American, but their parents had moved. Her, their parents were immigrants from Ireland, and they mm. like it was interesting for me to see because I was a person who was, like I said, I wanted to like get out as soon as possible when I the first opportunity I had after school, you know. Mm-hmm. And these people who were, um, you know, first generation, right? They were so proud and so like proud of of their heritage and like and of of where their parents were from and their culture um which was interesting for me to see because I was kind of coming from it like I want to you know be far away and like be mm-hmm. different to this you know in a, in a mm-hmm. sense you know um yeah it was really nice to see that that was a there was a community that was so strong for that you know yeah, that's so interesting. You know, I think identity is is quite a funny thing um, when it comes to immigrating. I know myself personally, you know, being from South Africa, when I'm in the States, I'm the South African girl. But when I'm in South Africa, I'm the American girl. And mm-hmm. there's this identity um, when you move somewhere new, when you immigrate, you're like, well, that that is my identity. Those are my roots. And so I'm really proud of it. And I think in America, um, identity and nationality is huge as well, because we there is such a melting pot of people here. And there isn't really a like a general core culture because it is so diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like we we kind of say like oh we're in america but like these you know these are my roots and this is my identity that i'm holding on to so for those kids um that their parents are from ireland their parents like you're you know you're irish and like this is your heritage those kids like oh this is who i am this is my identity and they associate themselves with that and it's a part of them getting grounded and knowing who they are and it's funny too because um, having like uh, that hybrid experience from your point of view, moving across and saying, I want something different. I want to explore, um, you know, I like my culture, but I want to get away from it. I want to be a part of something else. Um, and then seeing these people who are like deeply rooted in the Irish culture just must have been such a, um, uh, just such an experience for you to see that different perspective hmm yeah it, it really gives you kind of this uh this gratitude you know for having the connection and like to be honest I it's almost like it's with the um the benefit of hindsight like now I'm like seeing it but like at the time I was you know I I still had this like okay like this is nice and it's a great like landing like I say like kind of landing opportunity to have this around me mm-hmm. and like I want to explore beyond this too you know mm-hmm. so it was kind of weird at the time but now I see it as like wow like we 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 all do come from somewhere and we come from something and there's power and yeah there's like power in knowing that and honoring that you know Mm, yeah absolutely and I think that there's there's like an evolution in that like a huge growth spurt in that um you know I for myself personally just coming over and saying oh I'm 
oh, I'm South African and like, oh, I'm just, I'm from a different place and we're all from somewhere new. And exactly like just opening yourself up to different perspectives, different ways of being and living and um, experiencing new culture is, is huge when you, when you immigrate, you know, cause it's like, oh, I'm, I'm out of my comfort zone. I'm out of my own spot. And then I think that there's an evolution in you becoming like, um, a being of the world as far as your identity. Like for me, I don't know if you experienced this, but people say, oh, you're from South Africa. Oh, you're from, you're from America. But I'm like, oh no, I'm just, I'm from the world. You know, mm. I, and we all are, and like so, there's there's that celebration of we're all from some somewhere different, as you said. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Can you teach us um a tradition from your homeland that was a big part of your culture? Maybe something that your family did um, that is really special to you, or maybe a food you really enjoyed. Mm, I love that. Um, yeah, you know, again, I have the benefit of being here right now and just being able to see things that I would have taken for granted. But like something I'm feeling really proud of and kind of passionate about is like the fact that we have our, our own language, you know, the Irish language um, that we all learned in school and that, you know, we people in this country know it to varying degrees as pockets of the country that like speak it fluently in full time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the, the language and it's, and the dialect even of English um, that we speak in Ireland is just, it's kind of, it, it gives me a lot of, um, a lot of comfort, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when people like speak in, in those ways. So like, um, yeah it's not so much a tradition maybe it's just like more of the turns of phrase and stuff that I that I like but like I think that you'll hear a lot here um because our our use of English is directly translated from the Irish language so mm. like a really common one that like always makes me feel really warm inside is like I do be like I do be going to the shop we do be going to the shop every day you know and, we, and people are like that's bad English but it's actually like not it's like it's it's evolved from like our use of our own um native language and mm. um other kind of phrases and like the way that um Irish words are kind of put into daily language even in English so like I was with my grandmother last week with my dog and the dog, my dog is like a little anxious thing. <laughs> so she was like, she, she cries. Like she's just like, mm, mm, mm. Oh. and my nan was like, why is she queen awning? Like, really? You like queen? Cause like, the Irish word for crying is queena, equina. Oh, and she's wow. like, yeah. So like my nan just, just, um, purely natural for her to just say, why is the dog queen awning? You know? Um, mm. so things like this that, um, I love, yeah. Does that kind of answer? I love that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's, um, you know, the dialect and the slang from your home country, it does feel very warm and fuzzy. (laughs) It really does, like, 
Yeah, I know when I meet other South Africans, I immediately hop into slang because yeah. there's no one else they can do it with and they get it. And it's like language um, breaks down the walls and it doesn't have to be a completely different language, but it can be slang. That mm-hmm. is a, a joint experience of language and a, a feeling within words, you know. Mm, yeah feeling with mm. words I love that mm, yeah that's so cool could you teach us some more Irish slang because I feel like a lot of people you know would know like to be sure you know <laughs> like yeah that's, yeah I know my dad says that all the time especially when he has Irish coffee he goes to be sure I'm like dad stop <laughs> stop to be sure to be sure <laughs> but I'd love yeah. to learn some more Irish slang yeah um um let's see <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'll use my my grandmother again as an example because perfect uh, just as a as a um what's the word an anecdote you know so we're in COVID nobody can go to a hair salon um and she usually gets her hair like you know curled every couple of weeks or whatever mm-hmm. and she's like my hair is cat <laughs> <laughs> Like my hair is terrible, you know. Like you say, cat. Like it's no good. My hair is cat. Um, uh, uh, I know it just sounds That's ridiculous, fantastic. but it's like, yeah. I love um, that so much. <laughs> my hair is cat. Um, oh, let me think. Like it's one we used to use when we were young. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm going to go around to Claire's gaff, her house. You know, Claire's Claire's house her gaff g-a-f-f mm-hmm. um and <laughs> oh let me think of some others um so a question for you yeah you know, a lot of people when they think of irish culture the main things that they think of is saint patrick's day uh-huh. they think about irish dancing and they think about like that the irish are big drinkers Mm-hmm. Um, that just in my experience, yeah. And I'm wondering if there's like a slang word for drinking. Oh yeah. Um, uh, hmm. Let me think. But yeah, oh, well, you would say yeah. You would say it's probably more like um, I. I'm not quite sure if this is like in reference to you know the kind of drinking that you do you know when you're a teenager and you might be like outdoors like in a park or something mm. <laughs> <laughs> but like we would say like oh we're going to go gatton oh my goodness <laughs> yeah g-a-t-t-i-n I guess mm. we're going to go gatton which is and you could kind of use it I guess if you're going to a bar you go gatton um yes. you go down the pub um and uh what was the other one that was coming to mind there um Uh, yeah it's gone for me (laughs) (laughs) no worries um you know something that I think as well when I think about Irish culture is there is a a huge feeling of spirit there Mm. of of tradition and specifically um in the feminine Mm -hmm. over there and I'm wondering if you feel that connection and if you um you know know anything about that maybe maybe some old traditions or uh, just your experience with that um and maybe that is 
with you know the nature that you experience there maybe there's there's a feeling of of spirit there I would love to hear your perspective of that Mm -hmm. yeah that's a great question yeah um yeah there's certainly there's you know this um is personification the right word of like of Ireland as Eru as a as a goddess herself you know mm-hmm. um so that's that's what comes to mind there and like um yeah like the it is so green and this is the thing I, <laughs> I people always say that to me and I'd be like oh whatever but then I could come home when I would visit and I'm like wow people are right it is really green you know <laughs> um but it's so green like rolling hills like there's that kind of like you know curvature I guess to like mm-hmm. the land and the nature and like it's so lush mm-hmm. um and so like I mean wet you know which is feminine mm-hmm. like kind of water moving emotions all of this so um yeah I definitely see that and um just in terms of um yeah like the 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 myth like you're kind of speaking about like myths and goddesses right yes I, yes right? yes yes um yeah like the I was doing some of my own you know diving into this uh in the last couple of years and that there's goddesses and like these fairy goddesses for Mm -hmm. so many places that like I was able to find like a story about um and it wasn't even that I was like seeking a story about somewhere near my hometown but like you know, uh, with all of these things, you kind of just happen upon it and you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense why mm-hmm. I fell upon this particular goddess called Kleena, who is, um, you know, uh, to do with like this area where I'm from, which is County Cork and Munster. And um, she's actually very water, um, you know, kind of a water goddess too. And mm. also kind of with the, with the land and with the rocks and there's like a place that's not far from where I'm sitting right now actually called Cariclina which literally means like the rock of Clina mm. where she's said to be you know and um just knowing these things makes it so I'm just really blessed to be here right now and be able to walk around here and, and feel this after kind of being away for so long so mm. um yeah so there's beautiful. definitely yeah mm, yeah that's it's really special, um, you know, to kind of hear about the different stories of the land and when you're so connected to that already and you come from that place and then you get to have that be a part of your magic too because it's it's just inherently like a part of who you are. Um, that's great, thank you. Is there um, a place or memory that you think of that brings you great nostalgia and maybe it can be something you thought of when you were in the states um i would love for you to describe that for us so we can just visualize that place Mm, yes uh yeah i always either when people ask me this or when people ask me like when what moment was i the most happiest (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think of this place which is uh Killarney National Park which uh, is maybe like an hour or so from where I grew up but it you know it's kind of a place where we would go on like a Sunday family outing and just go for a walk in the park 
and it's just stunning lakes and mountains and like you know when I say there's hills everywhere there are hills everywhere around me but like mount proper mountains and you know so so much more majestic you know when you're kind of in the presence of mountains I feel it's just there's something really strong about them plus like the lakes and like the fog and walking around this park as a kid and like there's one particular moment that stands out when like <laughs> mm-hmm. it had just we we went like a couple of days after Christmas I just got my first Walkman for Christmas and I was like oh my god I'm the bee's knees with my Walkman so like I was like walking <laughs> around this like yeah walking around this park but like the scenery like even though I obviously had my like headphones in you know <laughs> but the scenery like always like touched me and I, it's the one place that I've made a point of going back to every time I come home because it's just so magical there and there's um, yeah there, you know you can go on the lake on little boats or you can get like a, a horse and cart ride around so like some of it's kind of mm. twee like really like tour- yeah. there's a very big tourist spot but like yeah. I have no shame in it because it's naturally mm. stunning and gorgeous and just really captures like the essence of the land you know Mm, yes that's really special sounds like really magical yeah thank you for taking us there thank you for mentioning that um what is something that you're grateful for in terms of the immigration experience like what do you think have been the biggest growth points for you uh, moving to a completely new culture and starting again Mm. Yeah. Um, I think like the answer is kind of in the question. It's like Mm -hmm. the starting again and somewhere finding within the courage to do that. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, here I am with like nine, 10 years from the moment looking back, I'm like, where did she, who is she? (laughs) And where did she, like, where did she source that courage from? Because I've obviously, you know, I, you know, as year goes by with anybody, you know, we kind of grow and I'm like, wow she had some reserve of something that um had her like go just go and like actually be stoked about it and and all that um but yeah I think it's it's the starting fresh and having to like find a job and make friends and like Mm -hmm. when when my friends who I had initially moved with they moved back after six months so then I had to like make more friends, you know, like kind of find another and then find another place to live and find another group. And, um, and just the, the, the art of like doing life and life presents growth opportunities anywhere we are. Right. Mm -hmm. But like doing it so far away and kind of having to rely on myself a lot, you know, which Mm -hmm. is also a product, I think of just my, nature too I'm like oh I'll I'll handle it you know Mm -hmm. but um just kind of having to face like whatever kind of came up um and grow through it Mm -hmm. alone almost you know Mm -hmm. in some senses because you're so um you are alone (laughs) in a lot of ways you know Mm -hmm. um so I think that has really been a part of my my journey yeah Mm, yes and how does it feel being back now after experiencing uh, so many different things 
and then coming back to your hometown and being back with family. Mm. Yeah, it's, you know, it's aside from like the, the, the kind of obvious things of like, ooh, like maneuvering into the family, like home again and like being like in my hometown, like that would always be a thing. But like for me, I feel also it's, it's a really interesting time for me to be here like just again uh more spiritually I just feel like it's it's time to be here you know Mm -hmm. and I feel like that is because I have kind of through being away have established so much more of a sense of gratitude for this place and Mm -hmm. where I'm from and what it um all it entails you know so mm-hmm. um it's been really nice to be home in that way because now I can just walk down go on my like daily walk down the road that I used to play on and like you know cycle on and run around on as a kid but be like this is like really beautiful but I never like you know it didn't cross my mind as much when I was younger because you're just like oh this is life you know yeah so this extra gratitude you have for it you know Mm, yes. Um, so you are an incredible boss lady and entrepreneur. And I know you have some businesses of your own and some offerings. I would love to hear um, all about what you're passionate about, what you're working on at the moment and about your business. Oh, thank you. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's quite uh, magical that we're ta- we're having this conversation, you know, because you I didn't say this to you before we ever scheduled this, but like I've really felt into a call to create my work more around this idea of being from a place and connecting into the place where you're from or where you are, your family is from or what have you. So I have. Um, I have my own healing arts business and it's called Triskelia Healing Works. And what I'm creating is coaching, one-on-one coaching programs and group coaching programs for people to tap into their own ancestry to research that part of themselves, like either the family line or like the, well, both, you know, the family line and like the myths, the stories, the songs of their ancestry and marrying that with like spiritual practice to you know create uh healing around you know their you know their own ancestral line Mm. and you know how to move forward you know while honoring all of that they have come from and setting groundwork like solid groundwork for the people who are going to come after them so Mm. through different healing modalities i certified like embodiment coach i do breath work i do astrology um things like tarot and energy work and encompassing all of that so Mm, that is it's so special you know i think that um when i think of ancestry and tapping into it i think First of all, people getting to know themselves much better, um, understanding where they've come from and their ancestral line, like what has happened, like what is embodied in us 
um, based on our ancestry. And then there is a whole shift too, because once you have that anchor, it's like, what can I change now? Like, what are the choices that I'm making or how can I evolve this line um, and choose choose for myself or choose differently or choose the same or continue with traditions? Um, but I think there's so much that can be opened up there and, and healed and discovered. So that's really special. Um, mm -hmm. And for our listeners that would like to um, chat to you about that um, what is the process mm, yeah so my website is triskeliahealing.work so it's t-r-i-s-k-e-l-i-a h-e-a-l-i-n-g <laughs> dot works w-o-r-k-s and that'll have um, lists of all my offerings and you can reach me there so Mm, lovely and I'll make sure to link that as well below yeah. the podcast for those who'd like to reach out to you mm -hmm. thank um, you yeah of course my pleasure so I'd love to know um a favorite song that you have from home or maybe it's it could be a genre of music it could be a specific artist or a specific song that reminds you of home mm. Yes. Uh, so there's this artist who's from Cork, which is uh, the county where I'm from. He's from the city and his name is John Spillane. And he does this folk, you know, yeah, it's it's folk music. It's, you know, quite traditional, Irish traditional inspired. Um, but it's really, really like interesting, like poetic, just like, descriptions of regular things you know um so there's one song that i quite love which is called prince's street mm -hmm. and he is just describing you know meeting someone on prince's street in the city um and just the just i don't know just the words and the music is really special and he's i quite like this artist as well because i saw an interview with him where he was like oh you know i was trying to make it in the music business I wanted to, you know, be big and a rock and roll star or whatever. And I was trying to be like, you know, I don't know who we described like Elvis or something and trying to like be like the, the big American, like rock and roll stars. And then some, either someone or like himself, like realized like, no, I should just really embrace like my cork, you know, where I'm from. And he sings with such an accent and it's so lovely mm -hmm. to hear because you don't hear it very often. So I would really recommend him. It's John Spillane. Mm, thank you. Um, <laughs> And something I'm really curious about is what is traditional Irish food or are there like traditional desserts um, that you miss when you're away from home? Mm. Yeah, so like traditional foods. Um, yeah, there's, you know, I've been... <laughs> I recently kind of become mostly vegan <laughs> so same, I don't, same. Like, yeah I don't particularly like crave the foods from home because it's a lot of meat you know but yes um, yeah same yeah <laughs> South Africans so, eat so much South meat. Africa too yeah yeah they eat so much meat it's insane really? yeah yeah and it's um 
but it's it's great i love you know the the food is can, is delicious like you know if you're getting like a beef stew or something like that thing can be gorgeous but um i wouldn't mm. be eating it but um like i'm trying to think of something traditional like my my nan um would make a really nice apple pie and it's mm. like so simple it's just a simple thing but um mm. uh, i've been meaning it's actually my intention to one of these days like cook it with her so you know make it with her because um i'd love to just get her recipe because she made it such a unique apple pie so oh that sounds so delicious i know it's (laughs) usually the simple simple things and usually grandma's cooking too that is the most nostalgic Um, yeah yeah my grandmother used to make this this chicken that was like a sesame chicken and it was, um, mm. she would just roll the chicken in like sesame seeds, it was like breaded with sesame seeds. And that just reminds me so much of her. And I actually, um, I have a little bit of Irish in me. And on one side, my grandmother was quite Irish, but she used to make these, um, these pies that they, she called them mince pies. And they were... Yeah. Yeah, they were fruit pies, right? So it's like mashed up fruit in like uh, some sort of a like syrup honey yeah. pie. But she would put brandy in them. She would put a lot <laughs> of brandy in them. And I remember being like a little girl and she would make these things. And I swear she was such a like kind of a, a strange, like odd character. Um, but these pies she would make had a lot of <laughs> brandy in it. <laughs> Being a little girl and like eating this and being like, is this okay? Like, <laughs> am I gonna I, get drunk? <laughs> yeah, am I gonna get drunk? And I think she just—it <laughs> was like her way of like, okay, let's hang out, grandchildren, and like, I'm gonna like give you a little, a little bit of brandy and like calm you down. Like, before you oh go to sleep, we'll just like calm you down a little bit. Oh my gosh! <laughs> hilarious so funny she sounds awesome my gosh she's she's very strange but I love her so (laughs) like kept to herself a lot it's so funny because my other grandma was like the complete opposite to this one but she would like keep to herself a lot and like loved knitting and would make these like brandy mince pies and um yeah she's cool she's cool oh my gosh I love it yeah that's so lovely uh um, is there anything else you'd like to share with us um, wide open question yeah um, actually i do have one more question yeah is there gold at the end of the rainbow is there gold? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all, all people you would know that. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, if you believe there is. <laughs> yes. And we say it every time we see a, see a rainbow, so it must be true. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Lovely. Um, thank you so much for your time and just for sharing your story with us thank you yeah and pleasure. yeah so so lovely for being our first guest on here so lovely to have an immigrant female entrepreneur um 
and yeah i just i absolutely adore you thank you for your time and thank you Michelle. yeah and for the listeners feel free to get in touch i will uh, link all of the social media spots and your website so they can reach out to you and thank stay you in so touch much. thank you very, yeah, very so much. fun yeah, <laughs> i know all right Thanks so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Abroad the Podcast, where we are celebrating the diversity and humility of immigration through storytelling. Maybe you know someone who has a great story. Feel free to get in touch. My Instagram handle is African with a K underscore sunrise. Please subscribe and comment. Illustration is by Tanya Fedan. And music for the intro and outro is by Talhu Music. And you can find out more information about their work if you look below in the show notes. Thanks so much, friends. Take care and stay curious.